Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to episode number three of the How Do You Peel podcast. Today, my special guest is the wonderful Solana Pompeo. She is so incredible. I have known her for a long time. I think I met her when I was about 13, so it's been a while. But she is absolutely incredible, and we have such a great conversation talking about canoe tripping in northern Ontario and Quebec in Canada, which is where we met, and the power of being present and how our different experiences shape us in how we live our lives. So without further ado, I'd really like to introduce you to Solana Pompeo. Go check her out at Sel Pompeo on Instagram and YouTube. Oh, well, it's so amazing. Thank you so, so much for saying yes to doing with this with me. I just thought you yeah. would be so, such a great um, guest to have on the How Do You Peel podcast because you've got a good outlook on things and you've you're very good at talking thank you i think it's really great that you're doing this too thank you yeah Um, i love it i i just i just want to create a more open world about talking about mental health and talking about people's experiences and and not and allowing people to know that they're not the only people experiencing something because that like depression or anxiety or any kind of mental health um, yeah. issue because I, I had I've had anxiety for a long time and um, and then my depression got really bad and it was just really difficult to for me I I was in this headspace where I was like I'm the only one thinking this way when actually so many people are yeah yeah it's it's like whatever is going on in our own minds it's likely other people are also experiencing it like in a different way maybe but it's true more people than you think have that internal like battle they're going through (laughs) yeah it's just it is an internal battle and um i find that getting getting yourself out of that thought process is is very tricky um but having people encourage you that it is okay to talk about it is is definitely a a good stepping stone to help to help more people talk about their their how they're doing and in different so many different environments in the workplace in um, in the corporate business in and I, I think that that's definitely a major area that has a lot of work to do. Um, you previously worked for or with that the company Beachbody oh yeah yeah and how did that affect you yeah that was that that was um I'm actually like I so now I since I've learned about more about those business structures I speak out against them a lot yeah um well like education I try to educate people because those I didn't really know what it was, to be honest. I just joined because a friend um, yeah. asked me to join and I didn't realize like what it was. I thought it was actually like someone's business, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize it was like corporation and they're all about like allegedly about health and wellness, but everything that they do is like backwards. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, they're like, you'll create time freedom and like, you'll create like you'll be able to be home and do this and that and like make money it's actually like all about working 24 7 missing missing family events to work on your phone whenever you're anywhere be on your phone working it's like it's all about the grind culture and the hustle and like if you're not ranking you're not worthy of anything like it's really damaging actually and yeah, what's the corporation called it's got a specific name doesn't it that that type of business multi-level marketing yeah it's it's funny because i have been like people have asked me to join many different companies and i always was like no that's sketchy and then this one it's just because it was different i didn't realize what it was to be honest yeah and it was my friend and i wanted to support her yeah but no it was yeah not a good business model 
And that's how I guess those kinds of different things is how different people get uh, kind of sucked into those those different places. Because I did ask you about if you had a side hustle um, and that could be anything from your own, I don't know, creating art or learning or a business or something like that. And um, I think a lot of people look at the word side hustle in a in a bit of a damaging way sometimes. Yeah, that's um, true. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, that was what I used to say was my side hustle. So I've had to kind of deprogram out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's true what you're saying. Like a side hustle can be just a hobby or something you enjoy doing. Um I actually like that that outlook on a side hustle more, but I think it has been taken over by like needing to be like doing a business or doing something like big. You know what I mean? Like in yeah, you see like people on social media. I think that's where you see like, oh, my side hustle this, my side hustle that, and the yeah. word has really become the word has shifted. Yeah, and it changes people's outlook. It changes how how different people. Um, approach their what used to be something that they enjoyed um and exactly it's now something that's kind of they're kind of making them work to the point of not being able to sleep properly and feeling like they're not good enough at at the thing that they enjoyed and instead of looking at it in a in a powerful empowering way um so how do you feel how are you getting on now i know you've graduated from university which is amazing well done congratulations <laughs> thank you finally it took some time we're here <laughs> no it's a really it really is good i'm just glad to be done with it yeah <laughs> i'm glad is, to be done with it that is amazing and um i know that you you really delved quite deeply into trying to make your university experience like what you were learning really worthwhile um yeah I mean get out of it well like I mean I think when I'm really grateful that I went back to school when I was a little bit older to be honest because I think I was able to enjoy the experience more yeah um I I wasn't there because I was being forced to go. I was there because I wanted to be. And I was like, you know, I'm paying money for this. So I need to get everything I can out of this. And like, of course, I took courses that you have to take that aren't the greatest. But every other course that I did, I, I was very intentional about like, okay, what are the courses? And it wasn't always like the easiest ones. Yeah. But I felt like I need to take ones that I find interesting that I want to learn about like I need to actively I'm in charge of how this goes for myself right so like I can make this experience something yeah so that's why I the keys I mean don't get me wrong I had a lot of anxiety problems throughout university and like (laughs) I had a couple of like moments and crying and you know the usual but overall because I chose what I wanted it to be, it really helped me enjoy it and feel like 10 times more accomplished Yeah. at the end. Because I know you mentioned that what makes you feel empowered is is knowing that you are really, um, that you've got this kind of empowered, like smart, like you feel strong and smart. And, and I think that's so great um, that you have that, that outlook of knowing that your knowledge is something that really makes you feel great about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's important. I mean, like, well, for me, like, again, I don't think it's like knowing you can do the hard things. Yeah. Right. Like knowing you have what it takes. And like, obviously we all have different strengths Right. And playing to those strengths is important and recognizing, okay, this is what I'm good at. Um, So knowing like my 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 education, getting my degree for me was such a big deal because I've had so many like roadblocks to get to that point. Yeah. And, you know, it hasn't been easy to like get through school and like accomplish things. And I was at a point where I thought I would never be able to go just because I wasn't going to be able to afford it because I had to work all the time. So it was like all of these different roadblocks. And so I feel like knowing that you can do the things and like 
using the education intentionally. And again, I don't, I just want to be clear. Like, I don't think university is for everybody. I think there's like many ways to be educated, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like so many different ways. And I think every one of those is very valuable. But I, yeah, because I, I'm a very strong-willed person and I can be kind of like stubborn. So like when yeah. I really want to do something, I'll do it. If I don't want to do something, I won't do it at yeah. all. But knowing, yeah, it's just, it just like, it was hard to get to the point where I could go to school again. Yeah. So getting through it and knowing I could get through that, it was like a really big thing. That's so powerful. And, and I think that's so, so great for people to know that, that, just because it didn't uh, quite work out with that one specific thing that you did before doesn't mean that it's not not this could be school or anything um an interest of yours or you if you approach it in a slightly different way it can with a fresh mind um and knowing that you using your those different things of being stubborn and strong-willed to your favor like, like you said like that you can really make something different of it than what happened before. And it doesn't always have to be the same outcome. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's pretty amazing. Um, <laughs> I think we should talk a little bit about how we know each other because that yeah. I think makes us um, <laughs> unique in a, in a way. <laughs> um, Sel and I know each other from... Um, canoe tripping uh, with each other well uh, going to the same camp that we would um go on canoe trips and we were both guides and it was just it, the most empowering thing and f making us you feel so strong so how many days of canoe trip did you go on in northern canada it's northern ontario did you go on Kip, um yeah Quartico? i did Kip, uh, i did Kip, i did quetico yeah those are my two big ones yeah yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, well, it's funny you say that because so much of what I've learned about being strong-willed and just getting through things have been, I've learned from going on canoe trip because that's like the most simple environment, right? Like, yeah. and I've had to say that to kids before, like, and you've probably had to say the same thing, like kids that are having a meltdown in the middle of a portage when you're walking and you're like, we just got to get to the lake. And yeah. We're one step closer to the end of the day. Like we can do it. Yeah. I've had kids totally shut down, like in the middle of like, just sit and not want to go there. And I'm like, I get it. You're frustrated. Yeah. You're angry. And I feel like that's such a good metaphor. <laughs> but to answer your question, I actually don't know the total amount of days. I've never calculated them. Um, but it's been a lot. It's been quite a few. The two oh. big ones I did were the, you know, 36 day and the 21 day. Yeah. Um, plus, like, who knows how many shorter trips from being a guide. So it's probably a lot. <laughs> yeah, I would say so, because I I calculated mine and I've done 187 days of trip. Oh, my God. Of canoe trip. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is I love it. I love it. And I miss it. I miss it all the time. I just like want to go. <laughs> I know. So to anybody who does who's thinking, what the heck are they talking about? Basically, we um, get in canoes and to you English people out there, canoes are not kayaks. <laughs> <laughs> canoe, if you know what a Canadian canoe is, that's the type of canoe that we're getting in. And um, we pack food, freeze dry food that we'll then add water to and that will be our meals. And we've got food and set of dry clothes and a set of wet clothes so you would wear your wet clothes during the day and then change over when you get to your campsite at the end of the day and wear your dry clothes and then that would be it for and it's simple back to basics just going from a to b you could be going on a 20k paddle across a massive lake for a day or you could be going from small lake to lake um, all day and um, going over portages also a bit of um, definition for you English people out there a, port a portage is the piece of land between the bodies of water 
that you have to walk over to get to the next bit of water. Um, I constantly get asked, no, it's, what are it's, you talking about? What is a portage? What is that? It's okay. So, you know what? Even in the even in the US, people are like, what? Because we say portage and they're like, it's like, I've heard people say like Portuguese. Because like, right? Because portage is more like French yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, it, and and for people that don't know Canada, like there's a lot of lakes in Canada, and I think that's like a yeah. very unique part of what makes Canada amazing as like a territory. Yeah, so many lakes, so that's why you can do this kind of thing. It's a huge, huge country, and you can yeah. go like hours in one province. Like you could spend like, oh my god. Like I, I think I just like geographically, people need to like. So I've had people like not from Canada tell me they wanted to do like day trips from like the East Coast to the West Coast. I'm like, oh yeah, my you know gosh, like flying. I'm like, you know, that's like flying from like North America to Europe, right? Like that's the <laughs> same amount of distance you're going to cover. Like that's how big it is. It's a seven hour flight to get across the country or from it's, it's more maybe seven to like, yeah, sorry, that's where from from Montreal to Vancouver, it's like about seven hours. But yeah. um, if you're going to be from like the far east, it's going to be like like a 10 hour flight or something. So yeah, it's it a very big three country. days on the train to get across Canada from Montreal. That's not even from the East Coast. That's from Montreal to Vancouver. Three days, guys. Right. On the train. Right. <laughs> exactly. So I think it's important to specify these things. Definitely. <laughs> That's how you can do these like big canoe trips in like one province yeah. Yeah. that lasts two months or two months or 50 days 42 days you know um but yeah I think that's where you and I get our kind of probably we've got different aspects from the from canoe tripping that we've uh, gained but I'd say that most people that we know who have done canoe tripping with us and guiding are pretty strong-willed and um very very strong within their perseverance <laughs> yeah oh yeah you have to be right like you have you it's all about that's and that's the thing like it's about physical strength because yes you have to carry heavy things yeah but it's so much more about mental strength it's yeah. so much more about willpower Absolutely. because that is what will make or break it for you oh so much it will yeah. make or break the fact that if you are strong and the people that you are with are supportive um, and also kind, but also helping you get through that challenge. Um, there are different, I've had different people on my trip. So on a canoe trip, you would normally have about nine people. Um, maybe it would be seven, seven to nine people. And um, so you're with those same people for, for let's say I did a 42-day canoe trip. Live, I'm with that same group of people for, seven, for 42 days. Like, that's a long time. And sometimes you're in the middle of nowhere without seeing anybody for 16 days at a time. Um, and that is really, you have to learn to, to be be in your own thoughts and to support the people around you and to work as a team and to um, have that kind of interaction with yourself, I think, uh, in that environment. What would you say is the biggest thing that you gained out of going on these canoe trips? Oh my goodness. Um, so many things, to be honest, but yeah, what you're saying is like you have to learn to be alone with your own thoughts because you don't have technology, right? You don't have your phones. Yeah. You, if even if you did, there's no service, so no service. You're out there. Not really that much way to charge it because solar chargers. Let me tell you, they don't really they're, work. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not great. Um. Yeah. So you're just alone with your thoughts, and like, hopefully, you have a good book. You know, like you can bring a book or two, but. Yeah, it really teaches you to be present. That's what it taught me. It taught me to be present. I remember, I remember just being like on some obscure little river somewhere in the middle of nowhere, and like you're like, how many human beings have seen this before? Probably oh not God. many. Yeah, 
because motorboats and bigger boats can't get to some of these places. Yeah. So you're thinking, like, how many humans have traveled? Probably very few. Yeah. How fortunate is this moment? Like, if you're not in that moment, it's it's fleeting, right? Like, it's going to be gone soon. So I I just remember looking around me and just taking it all in. Like, oh, like, the, the sounds, the 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 trees and like I was like I'll, I'll probably never be here again like this is yeah. probably the only time I'll get to be here and you know I find that while the tripping like canoe tripping is amazing and like you have so many laughs and so many moments with the people you're with I think those moments when it's silent and everyone is just paddling away and yeah. it's just you know the sound of the water I think those are the moments that I really cherish the most. Yeah. And um, because it teaches you to be present and it teaches you to ground yourself and breathe and just be there. You're Absolutely. here now. And for somebody who struggles with anxiety, that is like such a important thing to remember because anxiety is like worrying about the future or the past, right? You're not really living in, in the present. Yeah. Um. Well, for me, at least. And so that moment is when I feel like I always try to bring myself back to those moments. Yeah. I think that that is so, so powerful. I de definitely the presence. It makes me, it actually gives me goosebumps. I was just imagining some different places that I've, that I thought were so beautiful on canoe trip and just remembering those moments. Hello and welcome to A Brief Interlude by me. I am very excited to record this wonderful advert for you on this microphone that was donated to the podcast by Ian at IMAX Repairs. This great sound wouldn't be possible without him, so thank you Ian. I would highly recommend going to check them out for an iPad, phone, tablet, computer or laptop repair. So go check them out at imaxrepairs.co.uk and if you are in the local area then they are located at the Barnes Church Farm, Station Road, Oldbury. Thanks for listening and now let's get back to the podcast. In terms of anxiety for you, how did that develop? I have always been anxious my entire life. Yeah. Um, you know, my mom always told me it's because preemie babies are more prone to anxiety, which I get. I've heard, I, yeah. like, I'm not a scientist, but allegedly that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, I've just been anxious forever. Like yeah. my, I don't remember not being anxious. I remember being a little kid and like getting nervous when my parents were out at night because I was like, something's going to kill them. And I'm like yeah. six. Yeah. Like that is not a normal thought, no. right? Yeah. So it's really been a part of my life since I have, I have memory. Yeah. Yeah. How have you managed to figure out how to, to manage that anxiety? It's an interesting thing because some days I feel like you're just coping and other days I feel like you can ha you can deal with it. You know, yeah. if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And again, I'm, I'm used to it because I've had it's been a part of my whole life. And I honestly, I try to ground myself if I'm I really try to focus on like my breath and I try to just. Deep, breathe deeply and remember that like I have to tell myself that things are just going to be how they're going to be and I don't have control over I need to decide like do I have control over this thing that I'm worrying about yeah and if I can't control it then literally what am I supposed to do yeah right? like I can't change what will happen yeah um I I just have to be with it like I have to kind of think about it in my mind okay what is it that I'm anxious about I also I also have to remember like am I hungry am I thirsty am I excited yeah. because being excited and being anxious feels like the same 
They can feel similar. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like if you think about like the feeling of excitement versus anxiety in your body, to me, it's a very similar reaction. Like I feel like my stomach is in like knots and like, you know, I'm kind of like amped up. You get So I need to... Yeah. And I'm like, okay, is this excitement? Like, is am I going to be doing something that's exciting? Like, is that what this feeling is? Or like, yeah. am I dehydrated? Do I need to eat something once? Or am I, am I exhausted? Am I overtired? I kind of make a, like a mental checklist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if these are any like, like, you know, my coping mechanisms and my mechanisms are kind of self taught in a way. And like from talking to other great. people with anxiety. Yeah. 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 I just, I try to like, just be like ground myself and say, okay, like, can I control this thing? And if I can, what can I do about it? Yeah. Right. And like, how can I, and trust me, I'm not perfect. So I still struggle all the time with this, but I do my best to bring myself back into that moment. And as I said, like being in nature has really helped me. And that's been a thing that has helped me manage really well. Yeah. And so because you live in New York, how do you get those bits of nature? Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's funny. I'm talking about like, I love being in in the woods and I live in like this giant metropolis. Um, (laughs) We actually intentionally moved to a neighborhood with a really nice park. And yeah, our, our old neighborhood didn't have one close by. Yeah. The only one that was there was like one of those like man-made like cement parks, mm. um, which was nice, but it was not really like there's no trees. trees. So <laughs> no. So we moved to a new neighborhood that has like, you know, a park with like very old, large trees. And like it's a pretty big park along the water. Cool. It's beautiful. Like it's it's more of a natural park. Right. Yeah. And I just try to go for walks there most days and just yeah. be there because it's it's fresh. Like the air is fresh. You're by the water. There's trees. You can just kind of walk in the grass and like take the moment. So like even living in a big city, um, you can be intentional about where you live and finding a spot that feels a little bit more grounding than, yeah. you know, being surrounded by cement and buildings. Absolutely. Do you ever uh, take your shoes off when you're, in the park I haven't yet it I is New York so (laughs) (laughs) but I do when I'm out at my family's house in the countryside in Canada yeah because it's clean in New York you're worried about standing in on something that you really don't want to get stuck in your foot yeah, exactly. Like there's lots of dogs. There's lots of people. I don't know what's happened there. So I in New York, I keep my shoes on. But definitely when I'm like at my parents place or my grandparents or, you know, people that live in the country, I, yeah. I do not wear shoes. all the time. I love the feeling of not wearing shoes. I've actually spoken yeah. about this like multiple times <laughs> recently about how I like my my the soles of my feet when I talk about it go like tingle a bit because they're like I want to not wear shoes. I'm gonna yeah. take my sandals off and put them on the stone actually. Um, yeah, I think not wearing shoes is a very grounding thing. It's actually there is a name for it. It's a it's a Scandinavian. Um, tradition of not I can't remember the name of it but maybe I'll put it in the show notes um, (laughs) if I remember Uh, but it is there is a specific name and like specific rituals that you're supposed to do like if you go to a new place the first thing that you do after having like a long flight or something or maybe to get rid of jet lag is to help energize you again from the earth's energy of that new country because they're going to have different frequencies and things and it's it's a lot of people might think it's a bit um like witchcrafty (laughs) but no but it's I mean like what's the harm right like the harm yeah what's the harm I mean it makes sense like when you travel to different places you can feel that it's it's different like yeah you're not on the same earth like the same well yes you're on the same earth you're not on the same piece of the earth as you were yeah absolutely it's really cool I like that though it's cool um what do you think other than your other than canoe trip you mentioned your trip to Nicaragua um how tell everybody about that 
and how that impacted yeah, that was, your life? That was a really big moment in my life. Um, it was part of my program at school. It was like, um, it was an intensive. We had to go to Nicaragua for a month. My my education at that at that college was about the relationship between the North North America and South America. Yeah, and that's why we went. And it was like a solidarity trip. We're going to we went to learn. We had to we lived with families. Um, we had to just like integrate within the families, yeah. and we had to attend a lot of conferences. And those were like conferences were like maybe influential people, but you know, they were also locals. And yeah, I mean, it was an, it was an influential moment because it was the first time I'd ever been to a non westernized country. Right. Like, yeah. It was like, I've, I've been in North America and I've been to Europe, but I have never been to a country in Central America before. And it it just teaches you something like it's a completely different it's, it's a different world than what we know growing up in the westernized world right yeah, absolutely like a very privileged place to live um yeah it just it impacted me because i mean i, I feel like a lot of people say that when they go abroad but like i just learned so much i listened to people yeah. And I tried to take it was a course. So like we had to do this. We had to take notes on conf, at the conferences. We had to like actually write journal entries like for credits. Yeah. So you have to be engaging. Yeah. And I still have my book somewhere because I took so many notes and like I just learned about like rant like you're you're hearing from like a woman in a village about her story like it's not just these big influential people it's yeah. it's, it's the little guys the people that make that make the country what it is right and yeah and yeah it was just it was my first time being in a place like that and it was just everyone was so kind and you you just you get to realize some things about your life that you like take for granted, I guess. Yeah. Right. Um, and like what matters because, you know, you don't have running water or you don't have, um, it's just a limited, there's limited resources, I guess. I mean, like, it's like where, where, we, where we stayed was not like the poorest neighborhoods, but it was like the countryside. It was yeah. not well off. It was safe at the time. It was a very safe place to go. Yeah. But yeah, you don't have you don't have all of these like luxury things that we're used to having. Yeah. And forcing to integrate into the family that you're staying with and like actually participate, learn how to do things, like learn how to they're cooking over fires, you know, like learning yeah. how to wash your clothes by hand or like it's just the random things that you never would think about. Yeah. And I didn't have my phone down there. Oh, um, wow. So you're un you're disconnected. And you just have to be with it. You know what? It's kind of the same as, as the canoe trip thing. Like, you have to make the experience worth it. Yeah. You have to realize, like, when am I going to be here again? I have the opportunity to come here. I have to, I need to, I'm, I'm here to learn something. Yeah. So I need to take this in, right? And let open be open to learning about it be opening to understanding somewhere that's different from where you come from and like people that are different from you and absolutely and just getting that that gives you so much knowledge I think the the, the experiences that you have in your life and allowing them to really impact you or allowing allowing you yourself to really be in those experiences can can help you learn so much more than kind of being above uh, kind of floating around them in a way if that if that makes sense it's it's just that um that purposeful putting yourself really into that experience to to get the most out of it exactly exactly we we shouldn't take those things for granted because it's a huge huge privilege to be able to even do any of that yeah, absolutely. And the fact that you were you were able to or even welcomed so so generously into this 
these people's homes and their community it, it just shows how how it just show, it shows a, a peacefulness to them as well yeah and it shows like we're all pretty similar yeah you know we all just like have families and want to you know hang out with our families and eat good yeah. food and you know like the basics it goes it brings you back to the basics like when you don't when you're not distracted by like all of the technology now this was back in 2013 yeah. so it was a little bit less like i think technology i mean that's when instagram was starting and like things were getting a lot more but you didn't have the same level of uh, social media yeah as we do today i think um but still just a disconnect and like be there yeah and and that's the kind of person that i always try to be is like i'm going to do this thing i have i mean beyond anything else like i paid money to do this right yeah i actually interestingly enough i used my camp salary like whatever i made that summer to do that trip yeah amazing um Because I was like, I want to work to do that so that I recognize what it means. Yeah. Like, I don't want my parents to just be paying for it because then I don't know if I'll take away the same yeah. um, things that I would if I put in the work to pay for it myself. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it goes the same. It's the same. Honestly, the same thing we were talking about before. Like, look at where I am right now. Look at where I get to be. Yeah. Right. And like, how can I take this in and like really be in it and just take everything in so that I can, you know, just appreciate everything. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I, I think that that's such a powerful, powerful message for people to, to just, to try and connect with how they can be present in, in moments in their life. And that could be, literally these moments don't necessarily have to be a big canoe trip or a, or going away somewhere it, it, to somewhere that you don't know it, it could be in your on your daily walk um noticing somebody a- along smiling at them just being present within your moment not not walking and looking at your phone you know mm-hmm. um it could be as simple as that yeah, I think that's a good point. Like, you don't have to go anywhere for this, <laughs> for you for you to be able to be present, right? Like, it, exactly, you said, like, go for a walk and just like, yeah, don't look at your phone. Just look at, look at, observe your surroundings. Like, you'll see things you've never seen before. Yeah, absolutely. It's like actually, just, I find it's like rereading a book, or uh, I don't do it very often, but I have reread books every now and then, or even listening to a podcast over again you hear something new that you didn't hear last time. Yeah. Uh, because your brain can't necessarily take everything in at once uh, or it, it sees it, it hears it, but it doesn't, it doesn't acknowledge it. And so um, going over those, if you're doing the similar walk, trying to notice different things every time or, and that just will help you be present. Notice the different flowers. Notice if you're walking along a street, um, notice the different people you know that there are so many diff- so many different things that you can see in in a small a small amount of time or a, within your neighborhood even yeah. yeah um what does self-love mean to you I wrote this down. Let me recheck my answer because I was in like, I was being very thoughtful when I was doing that. (laughs) (laughs) I know what it is, but I think I wrote it better. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I remember. Yeah. So I, I, I wrote like when I was, when I was thinking about this question, it's knowing when to choose yourself. Yeah. Knowing what, knowing what you need. Right. And, I think for me, like it's stop, don't like, don't compare yourself with other people and their journeys because like you have no idea what their life is and they have, you know, they, their life is not your life. And, um, we can, I've gotten very caught up in comparing myself with other people's journeys and I'm like, why are they there? And I'm here. Yeah. Um, but that's not beneficial to me. Right. So 
self-love to me is the little things like moving your body um i i say this example actually all the time to people it's for me getting up in the morning yeah washing my face and having a glass of water yeah that to me is like i start my day with that because i feel like okay these are things i'm doing for me to yeah. give myself a good you know washing my face it makes me feel refreshed and awake and then drink hydrating you know yeah. like the most basic thing and it might sound silly but it's not it's really beneficial than if you just get up and like go get your phone and start texting yeah. um i i intentionally leave my my devices outside of the room oh, there's no yeah. technology in my bedroom absolutely yeah, so it because we were noticing like right before bed and right when we woke up we would just be on our phones so i was like okay this is not this is not healthy yeah um so now the first thing I do is I can't reach for my phone. So I actually have like I set in place a routine for myself where I'm like okay, I'm going to wash my face and drink my water before I get my phone. Yeah. And that to me has has like made a world of difference on how to start your day. Like the days that I don't do that and then I go right to the phone, it's a I feel less energy. I don't feel as mentally like clear as the days that I do do that. Yeah. I so it really is agree. Yeah, it's really like being intentional. Yeah. About how you begin your days or just like the small things you do cuz I think like I think sometimes we feel like self-love is like I have to go do this yoga class and do all of like these big things and it's like great if you can do that, sure. Yeah. But I think it can also be the small things like washing your face in the morning. Be yeah. intent, like again, like enjoy it. Like that's that's five minutes that you have for yourself. Be present. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, and then before we do the quick fire round of questions, what is one valuable piece of advice that you have received that you would like to share? That I've received. Did I write this one down? Or is this like a... Um, I don't know. know. You wrote this down. Uh, it's okay. Um, a valuable piece of advice. Oh my gosh. That's a good one. I feel like this is... I have like so many. <sighs> you did write this Valuable down. piece of advice. Honest to goodness, for a person like me, as a people pleaser... Yeah. It's okay to say no. Yeah. I think it's important to say yes to opportunities and stuff, but I think you have to know when to say no and to learn your boundaries. Um, I think that's been a huge, like that's been a pivotal thing for me because I don't really say no. I have a hard time with it. I think like I'm going to hurt your feelings. Yeah. But learning how to know where your limits are and yeah. sometimes you just can't do everything and it's okay. And, you know, if you're a people pleaser, you get it. You know, you always want to make sure everyone's happy, but are you like, are you okay? Yeah. Right. And it doesn't mean you're being selfish. No, I agree with you. So. Yeah. The knowing how to say no and no and, and, and that it is okay to say it is absolutely a very valuable piece of advice. A lot of people yeah. are in that way. I think a lot of people are people people pleasers. Um, and it is a it's definitely a bit of a, a difficult one. I'll just have a have a cricket on me. <laughs> <laughs> I see it on the camera. <laughs> Flying around. Um you did write this piece of another piece of advice you sent me i'm going to read it out your answer okay yeah um, don't ever feel like your pain happiness love and hardships are not valid we don't always have to be strong to deal with hard things let yourself feel the things and seek help support if you need it or when yes. you need it you know, that's good because I, I, that's, that's, yeah, that's just why you write things down when you're like able to focus in the moment. That's important because I kind of like forgot about that answer, but yes, that is, that's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love it. 
I've had such a good time chatting with you. And I'm, are you ready for these quick fire questions? Yeah, I mean, okay. Hopefully I can keep up. <laughs> um, what energizes you? Moving my body. What's one of your small goals? My small goals. Wow, your hair is so long. It's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Quarantine hair. Um, wow, you know what? This is like a hard one for me because I'm always like, I overthink these things. <sighs> My small goals, you know what? Um, going for a walk every day. I'll small say that. Going for a walk every day. Amazing. What's your big goal? My big goal, that's a good one. Well, you know what? Right now I'm really focused on trying to get a job that I like. That's like my next big step. Yeah, a job that you actually really like. Yeah, like not just a job because I have to get a job. Like I genuinely, like I know that sounds a little bit, you know, like I want to do the things like, but I, I actually want to um, find something that I can fill my days with that can create an income, but also that I actually want to be doing. Yeah. What's your yeah. Feel Good Friday song? Oh my gosh. Um... My feel good Friday song. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Okay, this is gonna sound super basic, but I've been really enjoying the Justin Bieber Peaches song lately. Like it's been stuck in my head all the time. <laughs> Amazing. I know that's so. I know that's so basic, and like I kind of don't like myself for saying that, but it's it's so catchy, and I I love I love it. <laughs> that's okay. Embrace it. Embrace it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when do you think you're most productive? Like, I am most productive. Um, a in the morning and B like when I'm not hormonal, like yeah. not PMSing oh or something. Like. Hormones are just the absolute worst. <laughs> yeah, like if, if I'm PMSing or if it's like my, like anytime I'm like on my period, I'm not productive. But the two weeks that I have that I feel like the best is when I'm my, like that is when I'm at my highest potential. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Are you an honest. early bird or a night owl? So I have a hard time waking up early, but I, I do much better in the mornings. Than I do at night. Yeah, my brain works better. Uh, I just can't function in in the evening at all. No, same. I, I just cannot. Don't even ask me any single question in the evening, and I, I like you won't get anything out of me. <laughs> I will get up at like five in the morning to get work done. That's like my most productive. Even though I hate doing it, like I'll get up and I'll work from like five or six a.m. to nine a.m. and that's when I, I can write like an entire paper. <laughs> Well, but if it's after, yeah, but like if it's after, if it's in the evening, like those people that stay up all night working, like I, I'll get like one, I'll write, I'll write like high and I'll be done. Yeah, I agree. Um, do you feel as though you are an introverted person or an extroverted person? I actually have identified myself as both. Ah, yeah, I'm both as well. There's a word for it and I can't remember it. Um, intro extroverted. <laughs> intro extroverted, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, no, I'm this, I'm like, I love being with my friends. And when I'm out in public and I'm in a good mood, like, I'll be like really out there and like take up a lot of space. You know, I'll be like, yeah, let's, yeah. you know, excited. But I like being home by myself. Yeah. And this wasn't one of the quick fire but I liked your answers before who is the most influential person in your life well it would have been my my dad um yeah you know what he still is so yeah. for people that don't know he did pass away so that's kind of like an important piece of information yeah. um but I'm still learning things about him now as and I yeah why is he the most influential person to you he was he was just like a very compassionate and like spiritual person um he just had a presence that was like people were drawn to him like yeah. very calming energy and like he was also a really anxious person but his demeanor was just like 
everybody liked him. Like yeah. nobody didn't like him. And it was because I think he was just really real and down to earth. And there was, I, it's hard to explain because like, it's really a feeling yeah. more than an action. But he was just, he, he trusted me and he always trusted me to make, you know, choices that were respond like he 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 never was one of those parents that like punished me for things or yeah was like very strict so it was it was more like I trust you to be make decisions that serve you yeah and just be respectful of others like it it yeah it has to be like it has to be that because again it was a it was a feeling but he was just a very grounded person very it's like you know those people that you made that you feel like they're just bigger than who they are yeah almost so that kind of person amazing yeah well i think you are one of those people <laughs> thank you so you take after your dad in that way which is amazing <laughs> thank you um i have absolutely loved talking to you i hope you've enjoyed doing this podcast with me i have i'm so excited that you're doing it too i'm i'm really excited for for people to listen and and hear these different incredible women's experiences and just have just have that open conversation yeah i think it's a great idea destigmatizing you know <laughs> exactly All well, thank you so <laughs> thank much thank you Thank you guys for listening to this podcast episode with Solana. She is amazing, as you've heard. And uh, I think you should go check her out on Instagram and give her a follow at Cell Pompeo. I will link it in the show notes so that you can see how to spell it. And yeah, she's incredible. So don't miss out on everything that she shares. I had such a great time recording this podcast and I hope you had a good time listening to it too. If you did and you think a friend of yours will like it, please share it with them and leave a review. It really helps get the podcast out there for people to enjoy. So thanks so much for your time and joining me for this wonderful hour. And I can't wait to share more with you next week. Go check out How Do You Peel on Instagram. And also go to our website and subscribe to the newsletter so you can keep up to date with everything that's happening. And also check out the merch and clothing available to buy. It's www.howdoyoupeel.co.uk forward slash clothing <laughs> use the code self love all capital letters for 15% off just for you podcast listeners big love see you next time